So we bless the Lord. We are thankful and grateful for all that he has done. Those of you that have your Bible, I pray that everyone does. Standing all over the building, I want you to get your Bible in your hand. I don't care if it's physical, I don't care if it's electronic. Whatever it is that you got the word of God on it, that you use, hold it up in the air. This is my Bible. It contains the word of God. This word increases my faith. This word keeps me spiritually alive. This word keeps me mentally awake. This word keeps me morally aware. And because of this word, my life will never be the same. We thank God for his word. We thank God for his word. We, we've been talking about destiny for the last few weeks and we're going to move through it some more. And uh, I'm finding even now God is tying the word of destiny into the Sunday instruction. And it's such a blessing to realize and understand that God speaks to us in many different places, in many different ways, through many different people. Uh, and we have to be open and aware of God's voice in those seasons. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Talk back to me if you would. I want us to start part four of destiny with clarity and purpose, understanding, and direction. Destiny is taking us through many places. We realize that it's already ours. We realize that there'll be revelation of destiny over your life, that destiny will be announced, it will be confirmed. It requires a prepared vessel. We realize that there's labor pains in destiny. Destiny must be birthed in you. We don't need to compare destiny because our destiny is just as special as anyone else's. And we know that what is in us, God is performing. We understood that destiny is invisible. It's on the inside. It can't be seen with the visible eye. It can be viewed and peered at with the spiritual eye, but it's invisible. It manifests in a visible way, but it is invisible. It requires that we acknowledge him. It requires that we seek him. We learned that destiny never accepts less than, and that destiny is not easily offended. We know that destiny in our lives cannot be denied. 
Destiny has a number of attributes, a number of characteristics. Destiny has a number of facets that as we explore them and we look at them as it concerns our destiny, because I don't want to concern myself too much with someone else's destiny. I want to make sure that I'm doing what God has called for me to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So it's important for me to hear God's instruction as it relates to my destiny. I don't drive my car on the highway and try to listen to somebody else's GPS because their GPS may take me in a different direction. You got to make sure that you're, you're listening to what God's positioning system has for you and that you're not listening to what God has positioned for someone else. Come to the conclusion that when we look at destiny in these uh, pre-revealed facets, that destiny also requires some patience. Oh, I got, I got a few amens on that one. Destiny requires some patience. And patience requires that we come under. Patience requires that we surrender. Patience requires that we release our will to the will of God. Now, the enemy of patience is despair, which has its roots in a lack of hope. And we know, according to Romans 8.24, that we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? And despair either makes us want what God has promised us, makes us want it now, being filled with presumption, or it makes us stop wanting it altogether. Despair will make you give up. what you know God promised you. It'll make you quit halfway through the test. And remember, destiny doesn't settle. So even if you say, I'm okay right here, destiny's not going to be satisfied. And if there's anything that you want to satisfy, is destiny. 2 Peter 3, 9 tells us, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that we should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Repentance, not just, Lord, forgive me for what I've done, but repentance is, it's a turning, it's a redirection of action, it's a redirection of thought, it's a redirection of trust, it's a redirection of belief 
and even sometimes a redirection of unbelief that we come to repentance. That patience was exhibited in the life of Joseph. Joseph was about 17 when he was sold into Egypt, slave. He was about 30 when he was made overseer. He was about 39 when his brothers first came to Egypt, second year of the famine. And he was probably about 41 or so when his brothers came the second time. Jacob comes to Egypt. He lived to be 110 years old, but the span of his life that we all talk about consisted of drama. And Joseph had to be patient and not easily offended because of all of the things that were occurring to him that were not his fault, but that were all part of his destiny. Abraham waited 25 years. Y'all, if y'all are in Sunday instruction, y'all been talking about Abraham for a minute. 25 years waiting for the fulfillment of promise. Genesis 12, Abraham, Abram at that time was 75 years old when he was first promised by God to become a great nation. Genesis 18 through Genesis 21, God reiterates the promise at which at that point, because it had taken so long, they laughed. <laughs> God, you are funny. You're a funny guy. And then he fulfills the promise, as it said, when they were old and well stricken in age. At a hundred years old, God performs a miracle on a double negative. He's a hundred and her body is dead. <laughs> he caused both to function properly and bear a son, Isaac. It says in Romans 4, 18 through 22, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. In spite of what is going on, I'm going to believe that God said I'm going to be the father of many nations. I'm going to hold on to that in spite of. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness, listen to the language, the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God. He laughed, but he didn't stagger. 
He, he found light in it because he was saying to himself, I'm not sure how God is going to perform this. I'm dead, she's dead, and I don't, I don't know God. I don't have the answer, but I believe that you are God and that you're gonna do something wonderful. And even in our deadness, God performed a miracle. It said he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that he, that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, we're talking about destiny because a few weeks ago we said that we're not talking about physical children. We're talking about what God has birthed on, in the inside of us that is purposeful. Because all of us were created for a reason. And our life goal ought to be to find out why God created us. And what it is that we're supposed to fulfill as it relates to his purpose. Moses spent 40 years working as a shepherd for Jethro in Midian after escaping Egypt or fleeing Egypt. And when he fleed Egypt, fled Egypt, he was about 40 then. So he's now tending sheep, raised as a son of Pharaoh. He's now tending sheep, raised as a son of Pharaoh. He's now tending sheep. Raised as a son of Pharaoh, he's now tending sheep. Every now and then, God takes you from a worldly place and puts you in a humble spot so that he can teach you a few things. Because Egypt was the world's standard, but he was rich according to the world. But God had to take him out of the world and move him to a place of tending sheep so he could learn how to be patient and to trust. Because in Pharaoh's house, I don't have to wait for nothing. I say it and you need to be moving. Good God Almighty. It says that working with the sheep day after day taught him patience and trust. And it says in Numbers 12 and 3, it says that Moses became the meekest man on earth. Imagine, 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 imagine. You're in a place that is contradistinctive to where you've come from. Now granted, you might not have fully comprehended how you ended up there, but even then, after your mother raised you and you still were raised in Pharaoh's care, you learned some things that were contrary to your ways because you did not learn the ways of your people. 
but God allowed you to learn how to become meek. Take my yoke upon you and learn. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, God's trying to teach you some things. Uh, God's trying to teach you some things. God's trying to teach you some things. So, so I don't want you to get frustrated because it seems like nothing's happening. I, I want you to believe and know that you are in good company if it's taking longer than five days for your manifestation. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to realize that uh, if you didn't wait a year, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you're in good company because that's how God moves uh, through your life. He'll take you through some things. He'll allow you to see some things and then he'll move you to another place so he can show you some more. There are some things. I may not know. There are some places I cannot go, but there is one thing of which I am very sure that God is real. Oh, I could feel. Oh, I, let, me, let, me, let me slow. Ooh, let me slow down. Let me feel something pushing me. Feel something pushing me. You got to know that you're going to need some patience. Stop with the I want it now. If God gave it to you now, you couldn't handle it. That's why he's got to prepare you. Jesus, at 30, began ministry. The Son of God had to wait 30 years. And let me tell you why. Philippians 2 and 8 says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became O-B-E-D-I-E-N-T, obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He had to learn how to obey. I'm gonna take you from heaven, put you on earth. I'm gonna take you from Pharaoh's house and put you with the sheep. God has got to get all of us, no matter which direction we come from, to a place where we obey God, trust, and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. He worked three years, died three hours, rose in three days. But he had to learn to do all of that 
in 30 years. Are y'all understanding what it means to be patient? I like the scripture, and I'm, I'm going to just paraphrase it. Says, you, you, so it says, says, says uh, uh, a day? What, what does it say? A day in the presence of the Lord is like a thousand years? Huh? Is that what? A thousand years? God, all God, all, so it's like a thousand years to us. Only a day went by with God. God is going, I'll be right back. That's all. He's looking at us and he's going, I'll be right back. And, and a thousand years passes. But the God is like, I just, I just left you yesterday. What is wrong? Why are you whining? It was just 24 hours. You're complaining. You're dying. It's just been 20. What's wrong with you? I told you I'd be right back. Yeah, but his right back is not the right back that we think it should be. We'll tell Kareem some things and you know, said, I get, just give me a couple of, just give me a second. And he will say, well, actually, it has now been more than a second. So he will remind you how to measure time. God does not measure time the same way that we measure time. Because we operate in time, God operates from eternity. Second thing I want you to realize today is that destiny requires repositioning. Uh, we, we went through some of the back and forth a few seconds ago, but destiny requires repositioning. And I, and I, and I want you to realize that it's not, it's not always a physical repositioning because it tells us in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's, it's not going to always fit the way you want it to fit, but it's going to be reasonable. It may be uncomfortable, but it's going to be reasonable. It, it may take you a minute for you to figure out how it's working, but it's going to be reasonable. Because it's making you pliable. It's, it's making you fashionable, moldable. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Tells us in Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. This Pentecost Sunday. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. 
and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am just clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I am waiting, there's that patience, yielded and still. John 3, 3 through 6 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again. He's got to be re repositioned. He cannot see this, the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. A wonderful change has come over me. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. 1 Peter 1, 22, 23 says, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. My last point. Is destiny has a father. Destiny has a father. John 1, 12 and 13 says, but as many as received him to them 
gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. Romans 8, 14 through 17 tells us, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Even if I am an orphan, I've just been adopted. Galatians 4, 4 and 7 says, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, Hagar, Ishmael, you're no longer servants nor slaves, but I am your father, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Israel, the newbie, sings a song that says, He knows my name. <laughs> he knows my every sorrow. He sees each tear that falls. And he hears me when I call. Tap your neighbor and say, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. God has not forgotten about you. I know it feels like I've been out here by myself a long time, but God has not forgotten. He sees and knows all. Ephesians 1, 5, and 6 says, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus to himself according to, his, to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I'm not fatherless. God is my father. 
Psalm 27 and 10, just in case we have some in the building where our parents have run off and forsaken us. It tells us, when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. I have a father. John 14, 26 says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. So God is going to remind you I'm here. He's going to remind you that I'm your father. I'm going to remind you that I'm right here. I am next to you. I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. I've been here the entire entire time I've been closer than breath I've been closer than anyone that has ever stuck with you you've got to realize that when you know that you have a father in Jesus the Christ and I know that you're gonna walk through it you'll be able to call your father Adonai Adon Jehovah our ruler or Lord you'll be able to call him El the strong one you'll be able to call him Eli Eloha the adorable one You'll be able to call him El Elohe Israel, the God of Israel. You'll be able to call him El Elyon, God of the Most High. You'll be able to call him Elohim to swear because he could swear by no greater. He swore by himself. You'll be able to call him El Olam, the God of eternity, the Father of eternity. You'll be able to call him El Roi, the Lord that sees El Shaddai, the almighty, all-sufficient God, the perfect supply, the perfect comfort, the breasted one. You'll be able to call him Yah, the independent one. You'll be able to call him Jehovah, the eternal, ever-loving one, the immutable one, the one who does not change. You'll be able to call him Jehovah Elohe, the Lord my God, Jehovah Elohinu, the Lord our God, Jehovah Elohiku, the Lord thy God, Jehovah Elohim, the majestic omnipotent God, Jehovah Gamola, the God of recompense, vengeance belongs to the Lord. You'll be able to call him Jehovah Helelion, the Lord Most High, Jehovah Hesenu, the Lord our Maker, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides, Jehovah Mecca, the Lord that smites thee, Jehovah Mechadesh, the Lord doth sanctify, Jehovah the Lord our banner, Jehovah Rophi, the Lord my shepherd, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord the physician, Jehovah Rafika, the restorer of my soul, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace, Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there, the Jehovah Shamal, thou art with me, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the angelic stellar, feathered animal, and your animal satanic, God is in charge of all of the hosts. Jehovah Sikhanu, the Lord our righteousness. When you know that God is your Father, when you know that Jesus the Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, when you know that I have been adopted through the blood of Jesus, when you know it doesn't matter who walks off, who leaves me, God has sent a comfort.
comforter, to remind me that he has not forgotten, to remind me that I am with you even to the end of the age, to remind you that I'll never leave you nor forsake you, to remind you that I am not a man and I cannot lie, neither the son of man that I should repent. He will remind you that there is nothing that is too hard for me to do. He will remind you that you believe in me, that I will abide in you. He will remind you that I'm with you. I'll care for you. I'll feed you. I'll heal you. I'll deliver you. I'll protect you. I'll love you. I'll die for you. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is his name. Jesus. Mary's babe. Jesus. The son of God. Jesus. Died on Calvary's cross. Left us. But he said, I won't leave you comfortless. I leave you with the Holy Ghost. I will send the comforter unto you that you will not have to worry. That you won't have to fret. That you will be okay in your situation because where I am God is my destiny says that God is with me he's the author and the finisher of my faith he knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything that there is to know about me. And today we celebrate, we acknowledge, we reverence, we lift, we magnify, we praise, and we worship our Lord and Savior because he's blessed us beyond measure. If you receive it today, shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. 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 Yes. I can wait on him. I can wait on him. I can wait on him. Isn't what that would happen? He said, go to the upper room. There were some folk that didn't feel like waiting. But when destiny calls for you to wait on God, you got to wait till your change comes. You got to wait till God shows up. You got to wait until he changes you. You got to wait until he fixes it for you. You got to wait because you can't do it on your own. That's why we say in him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being because without God I could do nothing. Without God I would surely fail. Without God I'd be 
like a ship tossed and driven without a sail. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to know that God orders my steps. I'm so glad that he sent the Holy Ghost to be my comforter. I'm so glad that he left me a promise filled with destiny. I'm so glad that the Lord lifted me. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? Therefore, I tell God, Father, I stretch my hands unto thee. No other help I know if thou withdraw thyself from me. Whither shall I go? I know that I can't leave the presence of God. There's no place too high he can't find me. Too low he can't see me. There's no place that I can hide that he doesn't know where I am. If I take flight to the utmost parts of the earth, He'll find me there. I'm so glad that God knows exactly where I am. Tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, God knows right where you are. God knows right what you're going through. God knows just what you feel. God knows what your mind is going through. God knows when you're ready for destiny's call. Manifest destiny in your life by heeding unto the word of God. We bless the Lord. We magnify him and we glorify him because he's God all by himself. He's God all by himself. And today we offer this Christ to you.